we've uh, spent a, a, one Sunday a month for the past three or four months <coughs> focusing on our memory verses for the month to uh, reinforce and to refresh our minds on the wonderful truths that we've been learning from those verses. And this morning we're going to be doing that again from Psalm 121. We've been memorizing Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2. We have been singing every week the song, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Does anyone want to answer that? That is right. And so I'm excited to get to look at the entire psalm this morning. Um, it's a really vital message for us to hear da- daily. And you know what? I would even invite you guys. We've started thinking about it. We've been saying it together on Sundays. But I'd invite you guys to hold me accountable and join me in the whole song to be able to just set aside a bit of time to read it every day. You might have other Bible reading plans and things, so don't take this as another burden. Take this as an an opportunity um, to to know the psalm by heart. Um, That's something that I personally want to do. And so, like I said, you can hold me accountable to that. We're going to talk about Psalm 121 and what it's about this morning. It's about a journey, a hard one, a journey of worshiping the Lord and of going to be with Him. And it's about help along the way. The songwriter... And it really is a song or a prayer, poem written down. The songwriter asks the question, where does my help come from? And he assumes we're going to need help. And then he gives the answer that we need to hear. My help comes from the Lord. Real lasting help is in the Lord. It's only in Him according to the scriptures. And not only is he the only source of help, but he's the one who can help us with the help that we can count on. With help that doesn't leave. With help that doesn't run out of steam. We're going to talk about the Lord and the help that he gives today. I want to read Psalm 121 in its entirety. A song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord will keep you from all evil. The Lord will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Praise God for His Word. Psalm 121 is the second of a, of a whole group of psalms that are called the Songs of Ascent. And these were songs that were gathered together some probably written in private devotion to the Lord, some written specifically for this purpose. Uh, but they were gathered together as songs that would be sung as the people of Israel would make their way up to worship the Lord at the temple in Zion. Much of Israel is ups and downs. But when you come to Jerusalem itself and the hill country surrounding it, you are going up. And they would come up and celebrate the yearly festivals and sing these songs along the way. These pilgrims would travel in family groupings together. They would go over all kinds of terrain. They didn't have the comforts that we have didn't have air-conditioned vehicles to get them there. Now, if you go on the interstate in Israel, which I have never done, it's a pretty quick little trip from one end to the other. But it was a several days journey to maybe five, six, maybe even a week of traveling long distances every day, depending on where you were. So it wasn't a walk in the park. And yet faced with different dangers, different difficulties and circumstances, they would sing that song as they went, among other songs. And it would remind them where protection and help and safety lay along their journey there and, and back. The troubles that you guys face, troubles that I face, may look very different from the outside. We don't make the same yearly trips to the temple on foot in all kinds of weather. But this psalm is coming from a place of difficulties and troubles and a place of need. And it speaks into our lives today with a very clear message. The psalmist wants us to know where we should look for help. He begins by pointing us to the mountains or the hills. He says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. What does he mean by this? Is the psalmist looking to the mountains for protection? Or does he see them as a source of danger? Is he looking up in wonder at their beauty? Or in fear at the dangers that could be on the horizon? 
I don't know. We're not told in what context they looked at the mountains. Oftentimes they were seen as a place of danger and trouble. But either way, we learn very quickly that the psalmist knows something better than the hills to look to. He doesn't put his hope in anything in nature. This is something that we as people are often guilty of doing. We hope in the things we can see. To lay hold of what the songwriter understood, we must set aside hoping in things of earth. Whether you look at mountains or money or men or anything else in all this world, None of these things will be a lasting help to us. At best, the good gifts God gives us are a pointer to Him. And we need to remember that when we look at the things around us. So verse 2 directs us beyond the hills, beyond even the universe, beyond the heavens and the earth, to the maker of them, the maker of the hills and of the heavens. Real help comes from the Lord, the psalmist says. Those three words are very important. From who? From the Lord. And nowhere else. He alone made the heavens and the earth, which is a figure of speech, a way of saying all things. Everything that we see and beyond in the universe what we what we can now know and grasp god has made things visible and invisible it's easy to say it's easy to answer that the question where does my help come from and say it comes from the lord and to sing it but it is another thing to demonstrate that with your life. The psalmist demonstrates this in song. A song that was to be repeated. That was to be remembered. So that as we walk through life, we would not forget this truth. The psalmist tells us more about our God and the help that He can give. And I'm grateful for it because when we face dangers, when we have doubts, we need these reminders of verses 3 through 8. just want to read those verses quickly here. He will not let your foot slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Did you notice any repetition there? Verse 3 introduces us to God our keeper. One who keeps you will not slumber. That word keep or keeper occurs six times in these six verses. So that we'd remember it. So that we'd understand something about God. The word means to guard. means to protect. Or to watch over. This is the kind of God who made the heavens. A God who watches over his own. Who doesn't just watch over them in the sense that he sees all things. But he takes care of us. That's what that word keep has in mind. That he will protect us. He will guard us. So again and again, we're being reminded of the Lord who keeps us. And this repetition helps us to see the Lord. It helps us to see that His help is constant. Twice in verses 3 and 4, we're told He doesn't sleep. He's the one who's best able to help us because he doesn't need to take a rest. He doesn't need to take time off. He doesn't fade out. If you haven't noticed yet, even the best of friends will be caught sleeping at times when you need them. God is, as Psalm 46, verse 1 tells us, an ever-present help in times of trouble. It's beyond the need for sleep. You don't have to try and wake him up when you need him. He's there. He sees you. He listens. His help is constant. Secondly, His help is personal for all His people. Verse 3 says, He who keeps those guys over there? No. He who keeps you. Okay? That's a very personal word. He who keeps you. Now, verse 4 then says he who keeps Israel. And so we're reminded that it is God keeping his people. And those that would reject their maker will not experience that same blessing of his keeping them. Yet he remains gracious to all of them. He remains as one to even the unbeliever who knows their every move. 
and who directs people's lives so that they would come into contact with him, to hear of him, and to believe and trust in him. So the Lord keeps his people. And verse four, 5 again says, He is your keeper. The help that God gives is personal. It's for all his people. Thirdly, his help is close. He is near. Verse 5 says, The Lord is your shade on your right hand. Right there. And when the sun is beating down on you, what do you need? Shade over there? Or right here? You need help that is close. That you don't have to travel far off to get it. God's help is like that. He is your shade on your right hand, close by. Fourthly, his help is immediate. And I don't mean by immediate that he gets us out of trouble right away. Most of the time, God calls us to endure, to go through the trial, to run whatever he's put in front of you, to run that course with faithfulness to him. And that's it, just to be faithful. But what I mean when I say his help is immediate is that God helps us with the needs that are before us. You have an immediate need. God is able to help you with that. He keeps us from stumbling, verse 3, over the rock before our feet. He gives us protective shade, verses 5 and 6, that we need at that moment. These are very practical needs for the pilgrim who's got to go on a journey, right? If you run out of things like water, if you run out of things like shade in the middle of the hot season of the the year you're going to suffer if you've got rocks in front of you you just might trip over them and so it helps to have someone beside you who can help you along God's help here is not pie in the sky off there for really hard things way in the future, but for right now. What needs you have right before you today? That's why we're to pray for our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation and to deliver us or protect us from evil. Pray that with our needs and mind with our temptations in mind. The evils that we see around us. Then, verses 7 and 8 move beyond the immediate situations of the pilgrim on the road to cover everything. 
if the verses 5 and 6 give us like a close-up view of your troubles, your needs in the moment. Verses 7 and 8 zoom out to all of your life. His help is comprehensive. The Lord will keep you from all evil. Not some, not just some sorts of evil, but all. Now, of course, we could immediately go, but look at what's going on in my life. And look at the sins that I struggle with and, and the, the uh, hardship that I'm going through. And think, well, that's not true. That can't be true. But the way that God keeps us is sometimes different than we would imagine. God doesn't keep us by cushioning our lives from all falls and all troubles. But he gives us the arms to keep going. The help and the encouragement and the strength to fight and to continue on. To face the dark valleys that our Savior will, will take us through, our shepherd. Psalm 23. He's going to take us through those valleys of the shadow of death. But He is going to go with us. To put it another way, when God says He will keep you from all evil, what He's saying is, I'm going to take you home. I'm going to get you there and back. Do the things that you need to do to be faithful to Me. And to experience the joy of knowing me. The songwriter ends, he makes it so clear by saying, He will keep your life, all of you, your whole person, will be kept under God's care. And again, that doesn't imply a life without pain or loss. But rather that God's going to preserve our soul no matter what we go through. And that hope, that hope of, of resurrection keeps us going. See, we won't lose when we live for God our Helper. Because he's able to keep us. And so we can surrender our lives into his hands. And whatever we're going through. Precisely because he alone. Can keep them for us. He can keep your life. Just so we get the picture. The psalmist concludes that this, this health will not run out. It will not end. This is a never-ending health. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming forth. 
from this time forth forevermore. In everything you do for all time. How does that encourage you? He's got this from start to finish. And everything in between. He's got this not just in the past, but now and forever. Real help comes from the Lord. And you guys are at different points in your journey. Some of you guys are figuring maybe you're nearer the end. Some are starting out, and we never know when the end of our journey is. But wherever you are, whether that's in a place of wrath, place of conflict, place where you need daily bread, take heart by the words of this song. It's a psalm that you can sing you can pray, that you can remember that there is a God of help whose help doesn't leave. His help is forever and always. When you're discouraged, you can remember Him. Think about how strong and how faithful He is. Think about how He helps you in the little things that we need every day. That the words of the this 121st song stick with you. Talk to God. Sing to Him. You know, prayer, whether you sing it, whether you say it out loud, whether you say it in your heart, Papers flying everywhere. I guess I'll catch them. Good. Okay. Prayer takes us from things that are theoretical, like we can say the Lord is our help, to the real practical of the needs of your life, of the struggles that you face. And so you could take everything that I've said and I could in my life say all that I've said, but if I don't take things to the Lord, if I don't recall to mind who He is, how great a helper He is, I'm going to lose sight of that pretty quickly. And so will you and I. It's good for us to actually relate to God. That's what prayer is. Where we can acknowledge His faithfulness. And we can ask Him for today's needs. So you can look around you today. You can see the river and the trees and the hills. But where does your help come from? comes from the Lord.
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And all that we see around us will one day not be any longer. Everything else will let you down. Your, your own plans will fail. Your strength will soon pass. Your wisdom will one day fade. And your great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, you'll be a distant memory. I need to remember that as a 25-year-old. Kind of hard. Your emotions will change like the wind which goes one way and then the next, and you never know quite what's going to happen by the river here. And what people think of you is going to change just as quickly. No matter what you think about, everything in creation will let you down if that's where your hope is. It's good to see help and the good gifts God gives us, the good things that he gives us, and to thank him for them. Do we look beyond all that to the Lord, our help? Hey, buddy. You think you could say with me and respond with me, if I ask you, where does my help from come from, can you respond with the words of Psalm 121? Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Amen.